Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Doug. How you doing? Ass, Douglas. I'm good. How are you? Good. We're here at uh, episode six of the Whiskey After Work podcast coming to you live. Live? Sort of. Recording live. Recorded live. (laughs) From the Low T Nation studios in downtown Marietta, Georgia. Yeah, they're so nice to let us use this beautiful space. Love Brandon and Amanda and Tammy and the whole gang. Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Love them, love them, love them. Take good care of us. Really appreciate it. If you uh, need some hormone replacement, weight loss, weight loss, general fitness, health, yeah, lab work. It's all there. All stuff. Come see them. Low T Nation. You know, I'll go ahead and say that this episode is also brought to you by Brain Train Centers. Yes. Keystone Realty Group. And Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. So if you need any services offered by them, hop on in. Mm -hmm. If you need to have a podcast that does not offend you, (laughs) yeah, you probably ought to go somewhere else. Yeah, go find a different podcast. What we say here is the opinion of the idiot saying it. Nobody else, no other companies, no sponsors, nothing, 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 nothing. It's a just a hell of an intro, Doug. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just protecting you. <laughs> Today's guest is the one, the only, Rob Lee. I would tell you what he does, but I can't pinpoint it down to just one or two or three or four things. He's a he's a uh, man of many talents, and uh, we're going to get into it a little bit. And actually, I think you know what I think. I have a little intro to him where I can talk about it a little bit. Let's see here. He was, I asked him to send me some stuff. He did not let his awesome wife send me anything, which is probably good when it's all said and done because she'd have told me way better things about him mm-hmm. than he told me. That that assumes she pays enough attention to me to pay <laughs> all those details. So. Uh, yeah, well, you, you know. You're a fertile dude, and there's kids running around that house. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She's she's cursing my name right now because I'm here in this this lush studio, and she's getting screamed at by a four year old and a two year old. Oh, those so, are fun. Yeah, fun I ages. mean, you taught them how to do the screaming. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm fairly positive that one of them's uh, auditioning for the Taliban. Yeah, fairly positive. <laughs> there, there you go. She they can join my good. kids. <laughs> So uh, Rob is uh, comes comes to us by way of Cheyenne, Wyoming, originally. Oh, yeah, God's wow. country, man! That is some beautiful, beautiful country. I haven't out there. been there yet. Um, and uh, he's a Colorado guy, though. He went to high school in Colorado. Oh. He's a Colorado State grad. Cool. Another political science guy oh. with a minor in criminology. Hmm. That's why he got so good at crime. Oh, it's got the criminology. That's it. College, yeah. Um, he almost, almost took the same path as our last guest. Oh, and then he realized that he wanted to have a soul. <laughs> so <laughs> he did not either. go to law school, <laughs> but he did real good on his LSAT. Mm. Maybe you can coach my daughter. She's getting ready to take it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm not going to dive into a whole lot. He's got, um, he's got a super wife. Uh, her name's Blair. Um, met her a few times and. 
again, just like I said with others, I mean, like many of my friends, he has far out kicked his coverage and he's not afraid to admit that. Mm -hmm. And he's got a couple of really cute kids and they run around like banshees and that's what kids are supposed to do. Yeah. I think. Especially at that age. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But other than that, I'm going to let Rob introduce himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you told the, told the story. I mean, what you didn't say is uh, you said send me a bio, which of course I didn't do last night. So when I saw you at Rotary today, I reminded myself that I didn't send you the bio. Mm-hmm. And I sent you a very short paragraph, and you had to respond back saying, uh, give me some details here, son. <laughs> like, actually tell your story here a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll talk about your yeah. business, but I want to know about you. Yeah, so, I mean, the the long and short of it is is um, I, I I peaked when I was about 12, so I'm, a, I'm an ugly 42-year-old guy that just <laughs> likes to go out there and do good work for folks and, and – uh, just build relationships with people, you know, make my life richer by uh, listening to what people do and why they do it and listen to the funny jokes that they say and let them listen to the funny jokes I say and just see where we all connect, right? Fun. You know, a fellow, fellow Mountain West girl by the sound of it from SDSU. I am, yes. So yes. I uh, hell of a shot to, to beat FAU there in the mm-hmm. tournament, but yeah, uh, I was glad to see a a Mountain West team. Yeah, that was. I was just glad to see different teams. That was very exactly. cool. It was, it was, was refreshing exciting. to not see the Dukes and the North Carolinas. True. And the same old teams. It was. It was cool. It was yeah. really cool. And I was pulling underdogs. for San Diego State, but it Good. was not to be. As I got a lot of friends that have been that went to that school. I'm the only friend that matters that went to that school. Uh, don't tell my buddy Tim <laughs> that. He might get upset. Tim, I'm the only one that matters. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> so you know, Rob and I met. Um, it was one of those weird, you ever get on Facebook and it like suggest friends for you. Mm-hmm. And this guy keeps popping up on Facebook as a suggested friend. And so I click on it one, click on him one day and, um, I'm like, wow, he's got all these friends and that are like mutual friends of mine, but none of them came from the same circles. Oh, that's cool. So he had a, a friend that was, um, it's my wife's first cousin. Who's a, Dayton police officer, oh. the city of Dayton police officer. And then he had like all my friends from, from Atlanta United. Hmm. And then all my friends, I, I'm a big fan of Tottenham Hotspur, the English premier league soccer team and like a bunch of friends from Tottenham Hotspur. And then, you know, I'm a pretty political guy. And then he had like all these political friends. And, um, so, I mean, he had like four different ways that he mm-hmm. was connected to me and I'd never met this guy. And then, hmm. He joined Rotary, and I kind of introduced myself, and then connected everything together, and and it was it was kind of funny because. Cool. How'd you know my wife's cousin? So uh, when I was in college, oh, shout out to Sally Jones, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Sally, if, if you're out there, you know, busting people and and doing what you do. She's uh, in Hawaii, actually. Right she, now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She is. Nice. Well. Um, so in in college, I spent my summers working at a summer camp in Maine. And uh, Sally came out there one summer from Ohio, and I think she went to the University of Dayton, didn't she? No, she she started out at Wittenberg, and then she went to Bowling Green. That's right. That's right. So either way, she was from Ohio, and uh, you know, Sally has a personality to her, a little bit, little bit, a uh, little bit more rambunctious, at least yeah. at least it was twenty years ago. And <laughs> um, but she was a you know cool chick, right? Mm-hmm. And of course. Uh, we all graduate college and go about our lives, and Facebook was great to stay connected with some of these folks yeah. that I worked with 20 years ago, but 
and then come to find out this guy comes up to me at, at Paulding Rotary and says, uh, so I've been, been dying to meet you. Like, uh, that could be, that could be really good or really bad. Um, (laughs) and, and that's when, that's when I found out, you know, he's, he's related to Sally and we have all these other mutual connections from, from other places. So, yeah, that's really cool. So now I've got somebody to text with every time Tottenham chokes on the big one and which is like every fucking week. Not every, this week. Not every, this week. Every fucking season. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, you're just not a soccer gal, are you? No. Number it's, one concussion sport. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, we, yeah. Jeez, it is. Brain trains enters mm-hmm. can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> what a s- silly plug. That's a, that's a smooth plug, though. Right? It's yeah. a smooth plug. No, I I've actually been to a game. Terry Abraham and I went um, a while, a few years. The Atlanta games. Yeah. 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 A lot of fun. They're fun. It's loud, rowdy, yeah. and proud. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, I mean, my wife is uh, very much an introvert, right? So she doesn't like big, busy public places. But with our season tickets at Atlanta United, she even enjoys going to a game nice. out there. She's like, it's it's actually enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But it's also nice when you don't have 17 TV timeouts. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. You know, yeah. It's pretty around. much you're, you're there two hours and that's it. Yeah. You know I like rugby. Rugby's, rugby's fun, too. Yeah. Rugby's fun to watch. Well, you may not know this, Rob, but... Her ex-husband, who she's still very good friends with, um, was Mr. Rugby. He played for the U.S. team, and he is. Oh, really? Two World Cups, New really? Zealand he's, and yeah, London. Kind of he, a, guess what? what? He just got a contract to play for the pro team here in Atlanta. Oh, what which, are they called? Uh, which actually? ATL. Rugby ATL. Yeah, Rugby ATL. Yeah, he's starting to play with them. He's old, but they he he like filled in last weekend and just was knocking He's a beast. He's a hooker. He's yeah, a big dude. Strong. Wait, wait, hold on. What's a hooker? He's a hooker. He's such a whore. No, just <laughs> the hooker is when you're in the what's the scrum, scrum yeah. and you hook the ball yeah. back to your teammates. So I haven't watched rugby in a long time, but do they still like tape their ears to their heads and stuff mm. so they don't? Some get of the guys, not very yeah. many. No, like some guys on they the wear USA a headgear. Team, yeah, might wear a mm-hmm. headgear or whatever. No yeah. guys used to take like a. Duct tape and tape their yeah. ears of their heads. So I, I mean, I, I mean, I when I was growing up, I was six foot two and about one hundred and forty pounds. I was clearly not built for rugby. Ah. Um, but funny story, right? ATL rugby. A good friend of mine, Raj Paul Sagu, part owner of the team. Right? He's he's one of the masterminds that helped bring that franchise Very here. Cool. To, yeah, good yeah. guy. So if you ever need a guest, I'd recommend you have him on. Yeah, talk we about could have BS. him and Phil come. Yeah, on. I'd like that. I'd yeah. like to have Phil. On They'd love. Too. Oh, Phil's a great uh, podcast guest. Anyways, but soccer. So anyhow, so <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's kind of you know that's how we met and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And we have, we're both soccer heads and football heads or whatever you want to call us. We just like soccer, so it's fun. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. I mean, I uh, I wear shorts to the office, flip flops on days when cool. I can. That's basically it, right? Like my job is to help people tell their story. And our mission is to double the size of uh, our clients' businesses. It's pretty simple with that. So do direct mail, digital advertising, marketing consulting. At the end of the day, I don't work for other people. I work work with other people. And so that's kind of what we do in a a quick nutshell. Yeah, nobody's nobody's ever picked Rob to be their marketing guy. Because he was the best dressed in the room. <laughs> nope. Hey, he's being his authentic self. L- look, I'm dressed up by wearing cargo shorts. Today, I, you right? you I had a polo up, shirt on. Yeah. I was pretty proud of you. Nice. 
So, yeah. uh, but that's ba- you know that's basically basically it. I mean, I I uh, I hate the grind. I hate working for other folks. I like being able to sleep in in the morning if I want to. Yeah. And with kids. Well, see, the nice thing is is that. <laughs> My wife works at Northside. The girls go to daycare every day. There we go. So if I can get them out the door, I can have two or three hours of just blissful, quiet. <laughs> nice. Nothingness. What's, what's your wife do at Northside? She manages about six or seven med surge units. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So She an yeah. RN? Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's been at the same place for her, her entire career. Absolutely loves it. And oh, is, wow. is phenomenal at it. That's a haul, too. You know, she. Uh, I've asked her, would you ever, uh, would you ever want to go to Northside up in Cherokee? And she said, nope. Hmm. I'm sticking at my camp. This is nurses are crazy and bullheaded. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, my wife. The best. My wife works at the crazy. Northside has more babies. It's the only hospital in Georgia yeah. that delivers more babies than where my wife works. She's an L and D nurse at mm-hmm. Kennestone, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why don't you? Go work somewhere where it's not so nuts, and she's like, "Nah, that's that's part of the that's part of the attraction." Yeah, yeah. The busy, you know, being busy and seeing all the different things well, you see. And, and I found these healthcare professionals are like mafia, right? They they are loyal to their family, mm. and they do not they do not stray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I've found. So between her being structured and normal, and me being you know shoot from the hip and helping people with marketing and politics and all these other things I like doing. We, we make a pretty, pretty solid pair, I think. So, yeah. So you, yeah, you, you've managed some like local political campaigns in that too, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So our, our first business, my first business was actually a political consulting firm. So, uh, and I, I, I built it because I was a, one of those paid mercenaries that went across the country and was going to be the next big, great mind that knew everything mm. well i got burned out and and went to a, an engineering firm in chicago and i'm not an engineer i'm not a <laughs> not a mechanical engineer an electrical engineer but i'm great at politics so the the one type of person that engineers hate more than anybody else are other engineers so i was able to manage all of these projects by massaging egos and getting people to work together with one another so i learned all these skills in engineering cool that I realized were not being used in politics. And so I've made a business out of doing things better than other folks by using some of these engineering skills and backgrounds and been able to to, to build a marketing empire off of that, I guess. For, for you're you're kind of a bipartisan hitman, too. You send out flyers for just about any kind of political candidate. I mean, at, at this point, I'm a fairly conservative guy, but at this point, everybody's become nuts. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> true, you know, true. if, if, uh, if, if a client needs some help, that's... <laughs> That's it. So, and yeah. our our mail shops are agnostic. Our digital agencies are agnostic. So, mm-hmm. what's and you don't have to say any like candidates or anything like that. But what is the just absolutely slimiest mail piece you've seen go out? Oh, so one thing that I love is one of our clients was uh, Chairman Mike Boyce here okay. in Cobb County, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Elected in twenty sixteen. Did he pass away? He was did. It? Yeah, a oh. little, little bit over a year ago. So, um, the 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 first of a of a very hard year of passages in Mm. in my family, but one of the most amazing men I've ever met in my life. Just, just good people. He and his wife, Judy, just absolutely some of the most caring, loving people in the world. So anyways, back to the slimiest Mm -hmm. piece. 
Uh, in 2016, he's challenging Tim Lee, who, of course, kind of spearheaded or at least was the figurehead of bringing the Braves to the county. Mm. And Mike's whole thing was, look, if you're going to vote on parks, you got to vote on a stadium, right? We're borrowing $400 million, and you're going to have to pay it back at some level if things go belly up. So, so that was our campaign shtick, and we got started really early, and we were showing some real progress. And, and all of a sudden, we started hearing phone, we started getting phone calls from people saying, hey, I've got this poll, and I had these questions. I looked at Mike, and I just had this grin. I'm, it was like a Cheshire cat grin. I'm just like, this is the moment, Mike. This is, this is where we're just going to burn this thing down. And about three weeks later came out the exact slimy, nasty mail piece that, that just tried to paint Mike in the worst way possible. Mm. And uh, as soon as that mail piece came in, we we'd unloaded like 500-yard signs with people that we didn't even know just calling us up saying, Mike, stop by the house, and that's a dirtbag move. These, these assholes are, are, you know, slandering this guy. We're totally on board. Wow. We absolutely dry-humped uh, the, the incumbent uh, <laughs> commission chairman nice. all over the county, not nice. only in the first round, but in the runoff. Nice. And the runoff was just as slimy. They, they came at him with over a million dollars, and we just Jeez. we stuck to our game and did things the right way, and, and we absolutely uh, absolutely steamrolled them. So. Hmm. And not that the incumbent was any sort of bad guy, right? I mean, he had a, he had a bunch of moneyed interests around him that, that saw a reason to get him reelected. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't necessarily him. Uh, but but the money and interest were certainly yeah. uh, certainly on board with trying to to beat yeah. our guy and felt good to win that one. Yeah, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm sure glad they brought the Braves to the, to the uh, Cobb County part of Atlanta. It's I mean, been it's been awesome. It's 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 been it's been a development boon, right? And that yeah. that was always the funniest thing is Mike Mike would get these questions from folks. Well, you're gonna you're gonna tear down that stadium brick by brick. And he's like, this has nothing to do with tearing down a stadium. I'm just going to be honest about what we're doing. Mm. But imagine that. Somebody's saying, I'm going to tell you what's going on yeah. so that you can you can be informed about the world. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, that's what make my, what made, what makes my, you know, a good man. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many campaigns have you, have you worked on over oh, the years? Hundreds in various fashions. What's so. the biggest one? The biggest one, uh, in 2004, after I graduated college, I was sent out to Nevada to basically organize uh, college students for the Bush-Cheney campaign. Oh, I wasn't wow. paid by the Bush-Cheney campaign. I was paid by another organization. Cheney was a Wyoming guy, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Or is. I mean, Is, yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, but he's from that that part of Wyoming. He's from Casper. We don't we don't talk too too <laughs> kindly about them folks down in Cheyenne. So, <laughs> you know, they just they just those oil guys, Hicks and Hillbillies up there. They they ain't us classy folks down on the. Sounds uh, like Golden County. <laughs> Go easy now. <laughs> Listen, white girl, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa from, from the, the hood. hood. It's, but it's San Diego, so still the best city ever. Oh my God! Yeah, freaking love Wyoming though. It's oh my God! It's so beautiful out there. See, everybody says that now. I I realize it now, but everybody says that. And they say, "Well, you must love Jackson Hole." I've actually never been to Jackson Hole. Or uh, Jackson Hole's a. I, I I went to Jackson Hole for the first time last year, and I was so excited to go and stand under the antler arches and yeah. reenact the Clint Eastwood movies and all that stuff. But 
man, it was just full of a bunch of rich assholes. That's that's it. And and it was like I thought I was couldn't wait to go all the little pub, all the little bars and stuff. And it was all like art museums it's, and shit. And it's and bougie. It's, it made no just bougie. It's they said all the millionaires are moving out because the billionaires are moving in. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Yeah, it, it was expensive. It's expensive. Wow. But you immediately what, outside of Jackson, it was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. absolutely. You know what I miss about being out there is rodeo. The rodeo. Ah. Yeah, you don't have many rodeos. No. Here. Yeah. You. Mm. You. Uh, I mean, I know everybody talks about. Deep Southern barbecue. You don't have real barbecue here. Real barbecue is in Texas, and you don't have real rodeo out here. I've, been, I've seen the Paulding County rodeo, and it's a nice, nice weekend of, uh, you know, nice pigs we- and nice yeah. weekend of fun. But uh, pigs. I don't know. That, oh, that's what Jesus. I picture out in Paulding County. <laughs> Coming from the same person who didn't know what college was in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not from here. <laughs> but man, I'm. Uh, oh man, I miss the rodeo. Yeah, that sounds I mean, fun. That's that's it. And town I grew up in, you had ten days, daddy of them all. I mean, the best bull riders, the best saddle bronc riders, the best steer wrestling. I like some bull riders. Ever. I don't know why they think eight seconds eight is a good seconds. ride. Stay <laughs> on it. If you can stay on a big old lady as long as they do for eight seconds, trust me, that's a hell of a ride. Every muscle gonna hurt after that. This won't take long now, did it? <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff right there. Oh. No, it's, you get the PBR here once in a while. They come through once a year or so. Mm. Yeah. Don't they have a big rodeo thing out in Vegas that goes through there? Yeah. National finals. Yeah. Uh Which is also a a good, uh, a good, good place, but they do that indoor, right? Oh, I I haven't been to it. Yeah. So how long do you live in Denver area? So I I grew up in in Cheyenne and until I was sixteen and then in, when I was sixteen I moved down to Colorado mm. uh, basically to get in state tuition. So my parents were separated and mm. just told my old man I'm not getting stuck in Wyoming for the rest of my life. So you know tolerated two years of high school down by Four Corners and Cortez, Colorado. If uh, if you've never heard of the town, don't worry. You're like 350 other million Americans that have probably never heard of the town. But Mesa Verde, that's okay. that's what you know. Mesa Verde and Four Corners. Colorado is another. It's a beautiful state, it's beautiful. but it's lost. Mm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's really, they've lost that state. It's horrible. I mean the the political climate there is just not great. Mm. But it's a, God. It's a beautiful state. It is beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. And everybody again thinks of Vail and Beaver Creek and all these snow snow, uh, you know, snowmass mountains along mm-hmm. I seventy. The real trick is heading south of Denver and then west across the state. Mm. That's, that's nothing but prairie dogs. Well, that's east. Yeah, that's yeah. east. And a little. So, oh, you said west across the yeah, state. West yeah, west. I was going to say because anything east of Denver is flat as a pancake, and prairie dogs, as far as yeah, you can see, that's really? exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I yeah didn't know that. But so. no, heading heading west is you'll you'll find a lot more stuff than just ski resorts out there. Mm. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, we haven't been out in a long time, but it's, I've never been. I'm not a skier, but mm. we've been out. We've been out in Western Colorado. Just the mountains and that are just gorgeous. We, mm-hmm. we yeah. took a couple of days and just started driving, and the bighorn sheep coming right down to the yeah. side of the road and eating the grass along the side of the interstate and that because they have no fear. Yeah, but uh, it's man, beautiful, just beautiful out there. Yeah. So and then you bounced around a little bit, but how the hell did you end up in Atlanta? 
Oh, it's a it's a long country album of heartache and heartbreak and Aww. all that kind of stuff. But moved down here in 2011. Um, you know, spent about three years uh, with with the person that I moved down here before we both kind of finally realized that not you know, meant to be. Our our paths are separate, and uh, lit- literally a couple weeks later. Uh, met my wife oh. on Match.com of all places. Ah. So yeah, one of the another very, Match.com yeah. Yeah. love story. One of the few. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it was it was pretty cool. I remember signing up for the service, and they tell you wait six months, and it's gonna you got to be patient. It's just like dating anywhere else. You've got to go through a relationship process. She was the first person that that nudged me, and I said, oh. You know, Seems kind of cute. I'll start talking to her, and we <laughs> met for coffee, and I turned off my account a week later. Oh, so cool. I don't know if she did or not. Never, never really <laughs> don't ask. But, but if, you're around, if you're around, if you're around Rob any time at all, he considers he and his wife's story the the classic love story. I mean, this guy is mad about this woman. Yeah, uh, it, look, it, it's uh, it's just the absolute truth. And again, she's she's I'm six two, she's five two, right? She's this structured, organized, empathetic, caring, and he's Robertson, and I'm I'm (laughs) fucking me, opposite of me. (laughs) Leave me alone if you're if you don't have anything for me, you're useless, and if I don't have anything for you, I'm useless. So leave me alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, somehow we we still uh, still are able to to click. So our anniversary was just this past weekend, and. you know, of course, because I don't think like she does. I didn't do any gifts or anything like oh, that. And I've, I mean, we've just had a really interesting year. You know, again, lost Mike, and uh, we lost a child, and I just lost my dad. I just flat mm. out told her, I was like, look, I don't have a gift for you because I'm just kind of a mess right now. Mm. Uh, but the one thing I can do is express how I feel in words that, that'll move us both. And that's, so that was my gift to her. But her gift to me was she found a little candle on online that smells great, but it has a little sticker on it that says, you're the best thing I found on the internet. (laughs) And I'm like, that, that is our relationship. Mm. Right. I mean, it's just, we, we, it's, we just accept that we're sharing happiness with, with somebody for the reasons that we want to share happiness with them. And we accept what they share with us. We've got two beautiful daughters because of it. So mm-hmm. uh, one of our daughters is just like my wife, very structured, very feelings-oriented, cares about how people feel. And then we've got a daughter that's two and a half years old, and it's just, uh, just you know, toddlers for Taliban. That's the best way mm-hmm. I can say it. So. It's always the, the she's second cut, one. She's yeah. cutthroat. She's just absolutely cutthroat. Mm. First time I ever met Melissa's little one. How old is she? My four-year-old? Yeah, Elia. Elia. I have a 12-year-old and a 4-year-old. Yeah, the first time I ever met Elia, about a year ago, <laughs> and she comes running up to me, and she goes, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> running away. <laughs> She's a nut. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all righty, let's have a talk, kid. <laughs> and my, my 12-year-old calls him Doug. Doug, what is he? Doug Lass. Ass. Doug Lass. Make sure to put yeah. the ass in there. Yeah. She's, she yeah. loves me. Yeah. Mila does love you. Yeah. I, I pick on her and encourage her and all the above yeah tell her things she doesn't want to hear yep but sometimes that's good well i've, I've got a two-year-old that likes to point at her mother and say boobies mm, yeah 
doesn't well, fun. Well, she gets it honestly <laughs> because he's 42 and he's like, <laughs> that's yeah, exactly, right? She's well, just copying you. That's exactly what my wife says. She's like, you know right. that's you, right? Yeah. That child is exactly <laughs> you. That's how my four-year-old, she's yeah. me for sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's this part of our podcast where we drink. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that yet. No, we haven't. What are we waiting on? There's this great bottle sitting here, <laughs> and it's somewhat local. And uh, I'm going to have Rob read the bottle because he just uh, ran. Did you go to Gem City? Uh, I did. Great, I did. Great little liquor store real close to the Square Mary. So I, I went in there. And I'll admit, I was you know I showed up and I I forgot to get whiskey because I was doing some business on the way over here. And you guys said, well, you have to you have to go get whiskey. That's yeah. that's the rule. I mean, That's's it's like the, the one rule. standing rule we have. So I walked into Gym City, and I'll fully admit, I'm like, I'm either going to get something really nice, or I'm just going to get the cheapest bottle of shit <laughs> that I can give them. And so I looked at this and I said, you know. Doug's kind of a bougie guy. He 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 likes. <laughs> He likes being fancy. He is. Sometimes. Real fancy. Yeah. So I saw this and I said, well, you know, you, you stay local and it's, um, let's see how it goes and open this up and smells great. Smells strong, but uh, smells great. So. You know anything about this one, Doug? I, look, I know that this is from Chattanooga Whiskey and it's 95 proof and it is, um, it's their barrel finish series. So it's finished in Isla Scotch casks. Um, and uh, I'm trying to see. It is a straight bourbon whiskey, so it's finished in Islay Scotch this cask, and Islay Scotch is kind of what it sounds like. That Scotch is made on the islands, um, okay. uh, on mm-hmm. the coast of of Scotland. And uh, I know uh, Dan Hamilton, and uh, Dan is a local guy who is one of their top um, regional salespeople for Chattanooga whiskey. And Chattanooga, like many other distilleries, for a long time bought their um, bought their juice from other distillers and then finished it themselves. And now they do all their own. So this is one of their new, um, finished ones. I have not had it yet. Um, most of the stuff I've had from them has been really good. Uh, Chattanooga is only about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes from here. So I would consider this a local. Pretty local. Yeah. Pretty so local. it's considered a scotch? No, this is a bourbon, no. but it's finished. After it's met all the minimum stuff with the bourbon being yeah. in the new mm-hmm. charred oak barrels and all that, then they take it and they put it into um, an old scotch barrel okay. and, and finish it, let it age a little bit longer than that, so it pulls the flavors yeah. out of Yeah, and it, it does have a little room. bit of a, a peaty, that it does. peaty odor to it, doesn't it? Yep. So I'm kind of anxious to try this one. Let's do it. Um, and Where's I'm not a big glass? drinker, so. You're not going to try it? I'll uh, I'll take a sip off Doug's and okay. and then take and it I home with me. Yeah, this would be a good one to have at the house when you have guests over. Guess when I'm down yeah. in my basement working by myself, oh, bust God. this thing out. And... Yeah, you can smell cheers. that scotch in there. <laughs> you never want to cheers me. Cheers. Damn it. Prost. Fucking cheers me. <laughs> Oopa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which one? Where where am I going to look? This is like a tree one. Yeah, you're going to get a lot on this one because it's a. It's, you're oh, going to have some scotch. From, she just give you a plastic. She I actually did. had another. Well, again, I'm from Wyoming, so this is actually really classy because it's a red solo cup. plastic cup that hasn't been used before. So, oh. so this one's going to be on a couple different parts of the tasting wheel, Melissa. Okay. This is going to be. Um, you're going to get some of the grain and scotch flavors, so you're going to end up with uh, some smoke and peat. 
mm-hmm. and then you're going to have the corn and some of the sweetness of um of the bourbon i like that one oh wait what's that end flavor what the hell oh my i like that's that. all over the place i know yes. it ends in a whole different flavor yeah that's it was that's like sweet at first and then it ended in what was that so this should be a good know. example of why anybody should hire me for what they do, because you don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> but once it's done, you're going to walk away uh, thinking, oh, shit, Rob knows what he's doing. That was good. Uh, that I, was I, good I hate to tell you this, but you, I think you might be onto something here. Is the end like a aromatic? Like It ends. Uh, it, it's got a good scotch flavor at the yeah. end. Yeah. So right? that end flavor, and it's the weirdest thing, is called medicinal. And it definitely has that taste of um, the, the peat and the smoke. Yeah, and, it's, it's yeah. called a medicinal flavor. So it's almost got that flavor of being in a, a very sterile doctor's office. I know it's hard to explain, it's but they call it medicinal. Explain. And But no, that it, it's got the peat and it's still got the, a little bit of the caramel flavor of, does, the, of, yeah. of the bourbon and... Uh, yeah, that's really that's, that's all, all over the kinds place. Of flavors. Yeah, I could I could I could drink that. That's uh, what attracted. So I'm a I, again not a big drinker, but I love I do love scotch. It smells of mahogany. It makes, <laughs> I have many bound books. Rich yeah. Corinthian leather. <laughs> <laughs> many bound books. Yeah, you, did you just drop a, a San Diego she comedy did. movie she reference? Did. Burgundy. Stay classy, San Diego. What does San Diego stand for? Well's vagina. No, Ron. She, she can say it. I, I wouldn't no. say it. No, Ron Burgundy. That's not what it means. I love that. The no, first that's one. good. But but scotch is, uh, I just love that. I love that flavor of, mm. of good Scotland dirt and smoke. So yeah. that's why I love scotch. And this has a good balance between. Definitely. Uh, Smoky. That is very good. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, how one. much was that bottle? I don't know. You just bought it. Right. Okay. What the hell? Well, here's the deal. I, 50, I, 60 bucks. I, I keep I the really? I keep the, yeah. the handy dandy computer in front of me, and let's see what the evil total wine says. It's what's that? A uh, Scotch cast Chattanooga. That's good. Uh, total wine. I it, I got a marketing story about total wine. They tell are it. they are some of the best. Let's so, hear it. So when we work with our clients on marketing, right? Everybody comes to us and says, "Well, I just need you to get my name out there." I'm like, well, just slow down a little bit. Okay. This isn't about just getting your name out there. It's about helping people enjoy their day or figuring answers to questions or whatever it might be. Total Wine's got this fantastic tool where they will help you plan how much alcohol you need for a party based on what type of alcohol you're buying, Mm. how many people are showing up, how long the party goes for. Do they have a part where you tell them which friends are coming? Mm. No, I don't think. If Melissa's coming, you need extra. I don't think that there's a Melissa button on there, Should but it's, be. it's, look, if you're listening from Total Wine, add the Melissa button. <laughs> Automatically doubles what you need. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's cool. So, so wait, it, it, do they go in and like, you said button, so like, do they go in and yeah. go to the screen? Yeah, and- yeah. So we, um, we use it as an example in some of our presentations to clients when we're talking about their marketing plans. Very cool. So part of the, the value journey is helping your potential customers build trust with you, and you'd build trust by offering value. Well, if you're going to be shopping at a place like Total Wine, what are some of the questions that you have to answer? What am I going to buy? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So help people find out an answer about what to buy. Very smart. So, yeah. So you, know, you help them set that all up? I didn't help Total Wine do it. I just oh, think it's a great example. That is a great example. I wish I did. I'd, I'd probably be close to retired right now if I was <laughs> right. working with companies like Total Wine. Right. But, but we'll get there. We'll get there. $55. Nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's solid for... It tastes like tree bark. It tastes a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. I mean, it, this is like... This is like a party. I know. I feel like I'm still having different flavors in my mouth right now, and I've already swallowed it. And it's it's it's. <laughs> Shut up, Doug. Now I'm. Did intrigued. I mention at the beginning? <laughs> where is this conversation going? Don't let Doug take it anywhere else. Back to marketing. I didn't say anything, but the uh, opinions expressed in this show <laughs> are the person saying them, and nobody else. You potty mouth. You potty bath whore. Salty woman. Sinners. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I have questions about marketing because earlier you said you do mail marketing. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that coming back or did it go away? Never went away. Okay. So it, uh, it, it certainly has, has changed in, in the world around us, right? I mean, everybody lives on their phone, mm-hmm. but it just becomes a question of how it is that you connect to people where they can get more information. Mm-hmm. So one thing we try to get a lot of our clients to do, and, and we're fully integrated top to bottom. You walk in and say, I don't have a clue what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have a marketing department. We can help you with that. If you have a marketing department and need to get your mail out, we can help out with that. But what we try to do is we try to say, how do you integrate your mail with your digital experience okay. so that you can help nurture clients along that value journey so that they continue to build a relationship with you? Mm. And so one of the things that we do on our own marketing pieces is we put little QR codes on there yeah. that, that takes people to a landing page where they could just click a button and say, yeah, I'm interested in doubling the size of my business. And that QR code contains all the information we need as marketers to know who's interested in our piece, who's mm-hmm. responding, mm-hmm. and then we can continue to Very cool. move, move them on yeah, down. Yeah, we'll funnel so. down, but through the mail instead of a ad. Yeah. So digital Very advertising cool. is getting more and more expensive. Yeah. So for every customer you bring in with a mail piece, probably costs you about the same per person, per lead hmm. to do digital. Interesting. So. Okay. And you drive down your costs by mixing them well together. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So what was the name of your business again? Because I don't think we ever said we it. We never said oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got five companies uh, that, that all deal with marketing, and they all are based off the name Lesix, L-E-S-I-X. And that's a combination of Lean Six Sigma. That goes back to the engineering days when I was learning all of these engineering techniques that just don't get used in, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, our mail company we bought in 2018 is called Atlanta Business Circulators. It's right up the road by the Walker School. Okay. But the corporate name is Lesix Direct Marketing. And we have okay. a couple of other smaller mail houses that we bought and folded into the company. They're Lesix. Our consulting operation is Lesix Media, and our digital agency is the Lesix Agency. Cool. So try to keep some consistent branding and consistent storytelling and Mm -hmm. consistent messaging, regardless of which company is doing the work. Yeah. Don't you think that's really important for business owners is to be very consistent in the way they present themselves? I I value consistency. I mean, some... Consistency can come in a variety of different ways. I like branding consistency mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but, you know, consistency could mean you go to the 
the right meetings every single week and talk to the right people and you consistently follow up and you could not even have a website and still be crushing it every day. Sure. Right. So just all kind of comes back down to how you do it and Mm -hmm. what you do. Yeah. Yep. So you're, you're pretty, I don't know. You're, you kind of got a, you got a servant's heart. You, Mm -hmm. you, the community guy, um, you're involved with the rotary, which, you know, I'm a huge proponent of, I mean, you and I are in the same club, but, um, what is, what is being involved with the community meant to you and meant to your business? So it's, it's really weird. Um, I love, I love being part of something where I'm, I'm helping people's life get better. Cause I know at some point I'm going to need that help too. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there's some self-interest in it from my perspective. Um, it, it helps me if I help other people and, and everybody just, just, is happier, right? At the end of the day, that's just my mission. I just, it, it sucks when you walk through a day and just feel like you don't have any sort of purpose, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I just want people to find that sense of happiness. I just want, I, 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 it makes me feel good to know that there's people out there that wake up and say, you know what? I am worth people's time. I mean, that, that's just, that's a good thing. It's, it's cause we all have challenges in life, but you can get through those challenges. If you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, my time is worth being here. So for me, being involved in the community is, is about just building that sense of happiness and purpose for myself and helping other people find it too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people that serve on a ton of different boards and, and do stuff like that. That's never really been my kind of shtick, right? I mean, I, I, I'm, I do some work with the East Club, East Cobb McCleskey Y, and I just kind of sit in the room and I, I do a lot of listening and I try to offer some feedback when when it's appropriate. Same same with Rotary, but I would rather just quietly give somebody some some cash or some guidance mm-hmm. and say, here, let me know if this helps and if you need some other help. But I don't require any sort of recognition yeah. for yeah. that so yeah i like i like the whole process of rolling up your sleeves and doing stuff in the community projects and that side by side with other business leaders because mm-hmm. i think so many times you look at different people you know business owners you know or you know bank presidents or whatever and you hold put them on a pedestal or put them down below you and i think too whenever you're working on those projects together and you're getting out in the community and doing things side by side you build these great relationships with yeah. people that you may not have otherwise done that with. And yeah. it kind of gives you a whole different perspective, but I think it does the good, you know, the community good to see that too, though, that, you know, see people from different levels of, you know, socio or, you know, social or economic um, classes, just kind of together and working together. Mm-hmm. I just had a retreat down in Savannah and one of my speakers, she calls herself the volunteeraholic. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about my my retreat's about health and wealth and you improve your health to increase your wealth and giving back is part of that. Right. And so she actually talked about, there's five different um, reasons that people volunteer and most of it is for status, like to show, show Mm -hmm. that you're doing something good. A lot of it's for also um, being part of the community and making those relationships, which is, you know, giving back to others, but it also makes you feel good too. But it's interesting. There's a whole test. She's actually going to send me the link and we could put it up on the 
comments when we post this, but it's interesting to see why certain people get involved or volunteer or give back. Sometimes it's for themselves and that's okay. And sometimes it truly is, is like quietly just want to help yeah, someone. And, and like I, I mentioned this earlier, right? I mean, I'm just, it, it's not a dark period of my life, but it's just a very sad period of my life, yeah. right? I mean, I've just yeah. had some loss with losing Mike a year ago and you know, I mentioned mentioned our son and and, yeah. and my dad just about six eight weeks ago. Oh. It it uh, like I I I don't despair, but I think by virtue of the fact that I've invested in other people's sense of happiness and purpose and be, been willing to say it's okay to be a little sad and broken, you shouldn't apologize for that. You shouldn't right. apologize for taking care of yourself, and that's that's really always just kind of been my mission. It's just a to just invest in somebody's soul, and I, I can do that for myself and be quiet about it, the the amount of people that have just come up to me and said, it's okay. You know, you're not obligated to us to to do anything. Right. I mean, that's... That's that, good community. That's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that that's what we're here for, right? That's how we glorify the relationships that are creator, regardless of what you believe or how you believe it. I, mm-hmm. You know, whatever you believe, that's how you glorify a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. You take your own happiness seriously, and when you've done that, you can contribute to other people's happiness so that they can do the same. And it just builds a richer richer environment for Life, everybody. Yeah, all around. I, th- I, I think that's a, a big point, too. Is if you're not happy, how can you make other people happy? Yeah. You know, if you're miserable, that people see that, feed mm-hmm. off of it, feel it. Sometimes I like to talk more about like joy because I think happiness, you could be happy when it's a sunny day and then be sad and upset when it's a rainy day. But if you're full of joy, even when tides come or sure. troubles come and you still have joy within you, that exceeds out to others. So, yeah. And, and, I, I think we're all, the nice thing is yeah. we're all saying the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Regardless of what word we use, right. that sort of energy. And passion. And passion, just it, it people want that, yeah. right? So, yeah. and that's part of why it is that I've kind of found my niche in what I do and working with the clients that I do, whether it be political or marketing, is we just have these moments of just passion, of just figuring out solutions to problems mm-hmm. and I mean, that's just, you know, I could, I can make billions of dollars in the world, but sure. You know, yeah, right? but then the government makes yeah. billions of dollars and, <laughs> you know, yeah, pay, right? pays for a Screw great them. Saturday night, but you're still waking up with a hangover on Sunday yeah, morning. Exactly. Right? Right. So yeah. exactly. at, at the end of the day, if, if, um, if I'm able to walk up and give my wife a hug and say, thank you for, thank you for sharing your life with me. I mean, that doesn't take any money to do that. That's right. right. That's right. My wife told me that she said that I, I'm the only one that she wants to make miserable for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're the only one I want to pester for that's, the rest of your that's life. That's a good that's feeling, a isn't good it? Thing. She's all right. I'll she is that. cool. She's way cooler than you. Oh, yeah, I'm a ray of fucking sunshine, though. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Yet here you are again. <laughs> I know. Why am I even your friend? <laughs> I have no idea. You've asked that question too. Huh? I know so many times. 
he it was obvious from what i told you earlier he had no choice it yeah. was going to happen regardless you know that the, the world everything had aligned Facebook he was going stalker to, over yeah. here right was, uh-huh. what a creep he kind of did that to me too not Facebook not. stock. I was say, <laughs> He's like, he tried to party. get, he tried to get you away from me. Sat there at two thirty in the morning on his phone, saying, "We're going to be best friends. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be best friends. We're going to be best friends." Yep. He was manifesting the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. How did how that parking spot manifestation go today? It was great. I'm right across the street. Listen, every time I come to the square, I manifest a parking spot. It's yeah. amazing. Kristen and I manifested one right in front of the Yeah, place. I saw. You Might guys took here my all spot. Time. Yeah, true, true. Okay. So I, I did too, and then I had to go buy and find so, so I got to ask him a question because it's, okay. I don't think I've ever asked you how you ended up being a Tottenham fan. Oh, oh yeah. This is a great story. So, What's that? What's Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, the pride of north of London. Okay. The kings of White Hart Lane. Okay. Um, so when I was in college, <laughs> one semester, I had two days a week where I had a two-hour break in between classes that were all the way across campus from one another. And I would stop in at the student center, which had a bar called Rand Skeller, and I'd just kind of sit there and kill two hours, right? And I wasn't 21 yet, but the bartender would let me come in and just kind of sit at the bar and mm-hmm. grab a Coke because it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah. right? Um, well, he was an English dude. And so every Tuesday and Thursday when I would walk in there, there'd be a group of about six guys watching Arsenal. And Arsenal Ugh. is Satan. So I didn't know much about English football. I mean, I grew up playing soccer, and you know, I was never really all that great. Um, I should have been a goalie because I was tall, but I didn't listen to my coaches and just didn't, didn't end up being a goalie, mm-hmm. right? So anyways... So I just asked this guy one day, like, who are these guys? Like, why are they why are they doing all this? Well, he would have his family record matches from England and send them over on tape. And so he'd put the tape in, and then these guys just kind of created this little, like, fan club, supporters group for, for campus. But they were all douches. Mm. They were just obnoxious. Mm. So I asked him, I was like, who do you guys hate more than anything else? And he's like, oh, we, we hate Tottenham. I said, okay, well, that's my that's team. Who you like. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. So it started from just trying to like piss in these guys' Cheerios to becoming part of this this culture for this team. It's just kind of like being a Cubs fan, right? I was gonna say I'm yeah. a Browns fan, and I get the same feeling yeah. from being a Tottenham fan. Yeah, you know exactly what it's yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, a Browns our favorite fan. saying is, is oh, maybe next year. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you you I know what it's like on the opposite side of being a Browns fan. Because I still watch the drive every chance that I get. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful poetry in motion. That horse tooth son of a bitch, man. <laughs> that was one of the most beautiful moments. Beautiful oh, moments. I hate, I hate um, fans. But anyways, being a Tottenham fan, look, we don't win anything. We're in positions to win, and we trip over, trip over on our own shoelaces. Mm. And there are just days where you're like, God damn it. Why do I do this? I think the last thing I texted him was, this team drives me to drink. Oh, boy. Well, see, I got there I got there the, the more American way. Yeah. Followed Clint Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. So Clint Dempsey was, I mean, 
I don't know. I still think that he was probably one of the best Americans that ever. Brian McBride played. He was really good at, at Fulham. But um, Clint Dempsey played over there, and, and, and he played at Fulham, and then he went to Tottenham. And he actually was he, he did really well yeah. there and then came back to the U.S. so he could be close to his family. So he's, and, he's uh, definitely one of the most American players ever in the sense that he was never given any credit, never given any – chances to really succeed but he just went out there with grit and determination and said fuck you i'm gonna do this nice yeah, and that's the way he played kind of grew up in the hood in nakadoches texas yeah mm. they called him the nakadoches ninja yeah cool. so and his uh his sister passed his sister was the star athlete of the family mm. tennis player would yeah. yeah yeah and she passed away when he was mm. a child so oh. he all of a sudden had this opportunity to start playing travel soccer mm -hmm. in texas and he's always made it a point to just basically say, I mean, I have, I'm not going to, I never wanted to piss away this opportunity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he's also one of the coolest guys in the world. I remember during the 2010 World Cup, they're interviewing the American players in South Africa. And his entire clip in that interview was like, well, I don't know where we're staying, but I see this, I see this uh, pond over here where I think I can go fishing. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to go over here fishing. And again, that goes back to that 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 dude knows what makes him happy. Right. He loved playing football. Yeah. And, and, he, and he I mean, he was he was killing it. He he was the third highest scorer on the team. I think that mm. year, mm -hmm. that last year, he was over there, and he had the opportunity to come back and play in the U.S. And he did it because he wanted to be close to his family. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Mean, he just is like, okay, I did it. I was here. I did it pretty well. Right. I'm going back to Done. I'm going back to the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Make my money, be a star in that league, and and be close to family. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a miserable yeah. Spurs fan and too, and it sucks to love these guys so much, right? But yeah, you know, there's always next year, right? There's <laughs> always for them next, to break our next heart year. So <laughs> it's kind of like being a Falcons fan. Mm. Falcons have been to two Super Bowls since. I've lived here. I think they've only been to two Super Bowls, period. Mm -hmm. And one of them was the last Super Bowl that that horse-toothed son of a bitch from Denver won. That's right. Mm. That's right. Like anybody but this. Nine, 99. Beautiful, beautiful man. Beautiful man. One is oh, the, the Falcons mm. shouldn't have been there. And it was they had a great season that year. And well, they, they Everything lined up. They lucked out that uh, Minnesota's kicker was, uh, was, you know, not clutch at the moment. He should have been Yeah, clutch. but ours was. That's well. That's exactly Mor right. Morty yeah. Anderson, yeah, slugged it and beat Minnesota, and yeah, wow. Yep. And then they got just trounced, dry humped all over, <laughs> all over the field. It was I'm awesome. Dry humping so much. Well, it's you know, yeah, you, know. you don't get pregnant that way. That's true. <laughs> Good shit. Do you ever? Do you ever see? Uh, I think it was called Bad Teacher with Justin. Oh Taylor. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna dry up the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I picked it up. Wedding Crashers, one of the greatest oh, movies of all yes, time, right? Yes. You got Vince Vaughn in the bathroom, and he's looking at uh, Isla Fisher, and he's like, "Look, just leave me alone. Your cousin dry humped me all up and down the field, yeah. right? That damn racehorse." And I'm like, "That's the best description I've heard mm -hmm. of getting your ass kicked mm -hmm. ever." Mm -hmm. So oh, I just kind of adopted it as my one. own. Yeah. So, well, look, um, this has been fun. Yeah. How do, how do people find you now? How, how do they find your business? Yeah. So if, uh, I'll tell you, if, if you ever want to just take an hour and a half of time and figure out your path to doubling the size of your business, go to lease6.com and you'll, you'll see all of our, our businesses listed there. 
L E L E S I X combination of lean and six sigma and uh, just click on one of the websites and or you can there'll be a button up there that says uh, you know schedule your discovery session here and again if you got 90 minutes of time you'll walk away knowing things about your business and how to grow your business that you wouldn't have learned anywhere else and then once you put it into action and grow your business then call me and then that's and then right. get ready to I'll sell, sell it. it. That's Hell that's yeah. the dream. Here in about ten years, I'm gonna call up Doug and say, "Get rid of all this nonsense that I have surrounding yes. me," and I'm gonna go off and and retire somewhere. And yep. you know, that's a uh, that's another. You know, I said that we're intertwined. I'm talking to a, a guy in uh, Columbus, Georgia, that I know that's a business broker, and he's like, "Oh, he goes, I got a guy from up around you that's looking at buying a business and." Yep. It was him. Oh, <laughs> that was the broker, yeah, that we ended That's up working awesome. with. So, um, yeah, so leasix.com. And like I said, just uh, click on the button, schedule your session. I'll come to you. I mean, you just have to ask yourself if I can figure out a path to grow my business, double the size of my business in 90 minutes. Is that a good worth, I you know, good so. exchange of time? Worth your time. It's yep. absolutely right. Definitely. And even if you walk away and say that was a waste of 90 minutes, you're still going to have things walking walking out of that meeting that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, stuff yeah. you can use. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, cool. I don't know about a bottle of whiskey, but, right. you know. No, we may, we may tie him up <laughs> to steal that. <laughs> um, well, look, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, glad you did. Yeah, appreciate you all having me. So. It's been fun. Been good booze, good conversation. Yeah. And uh, if you're – following us on uh, Spotify or you're going to follow us on Spotify, make sure you send me an email, mm-hmm. whiskeyafterworkpodcast, gmail.com, and uh, let me know. Also, if you have any uh, ideas for future episodes or uh, questions about this episode or previous ones or suggestions of, for anything, um, yeah. Or send if they want to be a guest. Yeah, yeah, if you want to be a guest, yeah, tell yeah, me why. Let um, Send us an email, and uh, we'll get back in touch with you. And... Uh, We'll see you next episode, Melissa. Yes, been fun. It has. Talk to you later. Bye.